0: Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go. <laughs> The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of an egalitarian Linux platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which Everyone, total meritocracy. Everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of the amount of developers, and prospective sales. Well, if you have a game and it is good, then give it time. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course. Features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite. The deals. uh, The best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of. It it must must run on Linux and it it must must be be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, Not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some alamofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you uh, ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So it begins. Let's get the next game on, which is. Welcome to episode number 435 of the Best Linux Games Podcast. Being recorded for you on this Friday, the 24th of February, 2023 at uh, 17, uh, f- 1700 hours, uh, of co- uh, uh, 5 o'clock Pacific Time, left coast, coast at the most crack engineer Will Powell, I Marlena over there in the booth. Holding up the whiskey sign. Good job, Ivor. You beat me to it. You're fired. You didn't beat me to that though, did you? You're fired! Fired, Ivor. That would of course oh let's enjoy our little whiskey here. Oh god. My shoulder's all fucked up. Probably from pouring so much whiskey down my fucking gullet. Mmm. Mmm. That would of course make it 2023. 0-2-24-1700 and what th- seventy one. Oh God, I'm sorry. Once again, I apologize for the creakiness of the chair. We have a big show for you, and not a lot of time to do it. So let's get straight to our top stories, shall we? Let us shall. First off, I'm still off my meds, mm. which at this point is like a debilitating, crippling, fucking horrible thing that. I won't bore you with whining about, but um it sucks. It sucks constantly. Every second of every waking moment of every day. It sucks. Um anyway, so we're still have our meds. Uh Marauders! We have big news from Marauders today. For those of you who are not fans of the show, going back, uh six months ago, five months ago, something like that. Every episode since uh marauders one of our favorite games in early access ever since they decided to bork themselves by uh using easy anti cheat and refusing to tune it to allow linux users um we've been checking in on them every week uh and this week holy shit they dropped they pushed an update that uh major major news major major news um They have revamped and released a new anti-cheat system. And it put out a new update and everything. I, I pulled it down, and guess what? It's still fucking borked. And they're adding de novo this is what I, I read on uh, on ProtonDB. Mars is still fucking borked. I'm still off my meds. It's been one year since the war in Ukraine started. It's just it's my, fi- my, my my life is a blaze of dog shit. But, in spite of that, we have our feature this week. Two new games. First, Sons of the Forest, and second Atomic Heart. Let's jump into them now, shall we? Oh. My. God. It's It's Molybians. Molybians! Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, spooky. Molybians! So it was a really weird thing. It was like, uh, maybe three weeks ago, I was just sitting here, you know, stewing in my own depression and misery when uh, a thought came into my head like a lot and it must have epiphany. It was epiphany. Um, just, you know, sometimes it happens as well. You know, you're sitting there and you're like, oh man, you know what game was really good? The Forest was really good. And I can't remember what game I was playing that made me think this. But sure enough, less than three weeks later, ba-bam! We get hit last night with Sons of the Forest being released into early access. The sequel from uh, everyone's favorite, uh, the, the, the I would say the King Kong, Grandpa... Not, I'm sorry. I would, I would say not the King Kong, King Kong grandpa of them all, but one of the best post Minecraft arc survival evolved pseudo horror. It's very scary. It's a very scary game. Uh, Realistic foresty survival plane crash craft them up monster zombie evil things in the night. Play it alone or with your friends and scream and die together. Um, the forest, the forest. Now, for those of the uninitiated, the forest was amazing. Start off, you're on a plane. Your plane crashes. You're the boy who is traveling with you. You don't know if he's your son or if he's your brother or what is kidnapped by a very angry, scary looking man. And there are no survivors, immediately a parent, and he punches you in the face and, you know, you have to scrounge through the wreckage, get the fuck out of there, figure out what you're going to do with the rest of your life, uh, which is going to be very short, luckily for you, because you never landed in the same place twice. Um, the, the stuff that's in the plane is, always, is basically the same. Sometimes you can find a little more or a little less of it but then you're on your own and it's off to tree punching and using that emergency axe to cut down trees, all the while all the while as you manage all the various survival aspects in your little handy survival guidebook and this amazing, the reason I was thinking waxing nostalgic about um, The Forest three weeks ago was was like, man, that game had such a great user interface, it was both immersive, fast, and easy to use, easy to remember, um, worked great in VR even and was realistic seeming, you know, even though it like was, you know, I, uh, an oversimplification, an arcadification of, you know, that aspect of it. At least it wasn't a fucking menu. I mean, what's the arcadification menu of having, like, an inventory menu? No, here you open up your pack, and it happens, like, one second, you open up your pack, everything that's in, in your inventory is spread out uh, across certain compartments in your pack. Your pack in the, the f- Sons of the Forest even has a light-up uh, LED strips that go along the seams. It's fucking brilliant. So, anyway, and then you have to manage, like, all the basic shit of survival. Are you cold? Are you hot? Do you have water? Where's food? Are you hurt? How hurt are you? Um, what's next? You know, blah, 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 blah. And the greatest thing about, about the forest was that it... it it made it all very transparent to you, especially the the interesting uh, technique of using the, the survival handbook to have all your recipes for stuff. So, like, if you wanted to build a shelter or build a wall, you would open up your little book and you would click on the thing that you wanted to build and you could place a wire outline of it in three-dimensional space, um and it would snap to other components and stuff like that, and then all you had to do was go collect the individual items that were needed to craft that wall, and you could bring each individual item back and throw it onto the wall one at a time if you wanted to, or, you know, the wall or the hut or the log cabin or whatever it is you wanted to build the floor. Um and that way it was like the best of both worlds where you didn't have to be frustrated by having like uh, something that was blocked out but that you couldn't add you couldn't add to it until it was like until you had all the materials to finally complete it. No, you could do a piecemeal a little bit here, a little bit there, and so you could set up really large constructions, and other people who played with you could see them as well, and so they could contribute as well, and, you know, blah, is great. So as you're managing all of these, you know, problems, like, you know, cold, shelter for the night, how to build a fire... Um, where am I going to get water where am I going to get food how am I going to hunt you have to craft your own weapons you have to hunt your own shit eventually some point in there in those first like three to f- six days you'd be out on your own you know feeling pretty confident maybe it's a little after maybe a little. you're out there a little later than you should be You're on your way back home with your rabbits and your log over your shoulder, whatever. And you think you see something. You see some movement. You think it's a deer. You drop. You drop whatever it is you're carrying. You pull out your 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 trusty airport axe, or maybe your bow, or maybe your spear, because you're gonna you're gonna get a deer, and deers are great. And you realize it's not a deer. You can't quite see what it is. It's moving in between, like the 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 dying red amber light of the setting sun as it goes through the canopy. It's going in between there and the shadows, the nets of shadows. That it's right there. You're in a clearing. You're standing right there. It's like you know, thirty yards in front of you. Oh let's go see what this is. And so you go into the canopy. You go be into the tree line Whatever it is, whatever it is, it's right in between you and your home. And you realize it's not just one thing that's moving. It's like five things that are moving, five things that are weaving in and out of the shadows. You can't quite see them, and it's getting darker now, somehow much faster. And then as the final line, so now you're kind of getting a little weirded out, but still you're thinking, oh, it's just a deer, it's a bunch of deer. Maybe it's a deer getting hunted by something, by a predator or something, I don't know. But so you keep walking towards, you know, and you're in Hunter's Crouch. You keep going towards your encampment and you realize that this thing, whatever it is, it's going towards your encampment too. And it's only as the last little, last little vestiges of daylight slip away that you realized it's not a deer. Someone hits you from behind and the screaming begins. It's a person! It's a very scary, scary group of people, in fact. The cannibals that inhabit the island uh, who worship a dark and evil god, very similar to the one that you saw take your brother, son, whatever the fuck. Um, and you begin to uncover the twisted secret of... of the island. It happens to everyone in different ways the first or second time through, you know. But you will meet them. They will find you. I played a lot of The Forest. The original Forest. It was a great game. I am pleased to say I only played an hour of Sons of the Forest because it came out yesterday. Sons of the Forest is Oh my God! It is pitch perfect. In fact, it's even better in some respects because here, in Sons of the Forest, you are going back to that island, and you are part of like a private security team sent to rescue a uh, multi bajillionaire Jonas Stark kind, of, uh, yeah, Jonas Stark kind of guy um, who's been marooned there for a month. But his GPS tracker evidently went on or something. And so you you and a team of two other guys uh, you and you, your team of three guys and another team of I think three other guys in a separate helicopter, helicoptering in and shit goes tits up really fast. Real fast and uh, one of your guys is killed immediately. Both, both choppers are brought down in some sort of weird atmospheric disturbance. No dialogue, no talking and uh you eventually just like as you do in the plane in the original forest this time though you have a robot survivor that lives with you you have um one of the guys on your helicopter has survived but he's deaf and he's partially blind and he can't talk he can read like you can give him instructions by writing on a piece of paper and sticking it to his chest like, follow me, take this item, etc. It's really cool, and it makes the game uh, a lot more interesting, because now you're kind of beholden. Your first objective is to, you know, survive that night, obviously, and uh, then find the uh, members from Bravo team, the, the other guys who are in the other helicopter that, that crashed, and it is resplendent with all of the fucking bone-chilling terror of the original The Forest, and all of the absolute beauty and survival craft, and everything of The Forest, um, I have not, I have not gotten into combat yet with Sons of the Forest, but, uh, the graphics are significantly improved. Um, like, the deer animations are just unbelievable, and the water reflections, water reflections, day and night, the forest it feels really alive. The sound is just as spectacular as it used to be. But hopefully this isn't ruining minor spoiler alert. For those of you who may not have played the the original the original The Forest, go back and listen to our full review of it. One of the best things about that is finding where how the cannibals have dealt with other unfortunates who've crashed onto their lovely little island, especially the tennis players who they've found new ways of playing tennis, let's just put it that way um bendy tennis uh, yeah yeah, so it's fucking nuts. It's pretty much zero to a hundred degrees. 100 mile, zero to hundred miles an hour. Uh, high octane. Absolute terror if you know what you're up against when you're going in. But until then, it's so peaceful. And then, even then, there's still these just great... The great thing about the force was there these awesome moments of exploration and stuff. But the map really sucked. Well, now, you have a GPS tracker and shit. And, like, an auto map. And, uh some stuff that's not that believable, but it's it's all good, it's all good, it's so, it's so good to be back in the forest, you know even though that means we're all gonna die um, and yeah, there is still multiplayer co-op, uh, available I haven't tried it yet, you know blah, has been out for, like, under a day um but yeah yeah it's gorgeous just check out the, the, the screenshot for this week's episode uh, the, the show blurb and you'll get a sense of it now from the forest to the far flung future comrade where uh, Soviet Russia has prevailed evidently and has been building a robot utopia which you are a part of I'm talking about this new game called Atomic Hearts Atomic Heart. Which is, uh, oh, by the way, uh, Sons of the Forest is $29.99 and Atomic Heart is $59.99. Atomic Heart is like this bizarre dystopian Soviet take on the Bioshock franchise, almost. It borrows a lot from the Bioshock ethos. But you're in a uh, this dystopian, pseudo-utopian dystopian Soviet society in the distant future where you can augment yourself with uh, these things that they call polymer implants or whatever and advanced robotics but the great genius of this game apart from like just it's so fucking gorgeous it's also really scary which sucks because if you know me I do not like scary games like the fact that we're even talking about Sons of the Forest and Atomic Heart is kind of remarkable but Atomic Heart gets somewhat more scary because it also borrows from like uh, Fallout I mean, from uh, um, Half-Life. Where, like, I don't want to ruin any of the great sequences for you that I've seen so far. I've only played, like, two hours of uh, Atomic Heart. It came out on Wednesday, I think. Um, Yeah, I've only played uh, 85 minutes of it. Um, But I've seen some shit. And I've done some shit in Atomic Heart. The most amazing thing in this game, one, are the environments. But two... It's the robots. The robots are so fucking scary. And just like the robots, everything in this, you know, utopian, dystopian, science, you know, glorious, beautiful, perfect people's republic, you know, (laughs) there is (laughs) no slavery in workers' paradise, comrade. Environment, in this crazy world is that everything works in a unique way like nothing works in the way that it's, it's like they found the most inefficient Rube Goldberg way to do anything and they just applied it to everything and so it's like ridiculous and glorious and chilling and scary and it really hits home a lot of the points that I've I've talked about at length in and written about um In terms of AI, what what other people have learned about in terms of AI, I'm talking about going back like 10 years now. In terms of you have to be wary of breakage. You have to be really wary of breakage when you start rolling out artificial intelligence or pseudo-artificially intelligent systems even. Even artificial general human intelligence like GPT which is starting to look a lot, I mean GPT can write Blender plugins for you. That's crazy. But um, you have to worry about breakage because if you roll something out system wide, then there's not going to be any metrics to account for the breakage, and then the breakage is going, and that's okay. Like when breakage is just like, oh, we lost 15 units out of every 200 that we produced, but it's not okay when that, when those 15 units out of every 200 units that are processed are dead civilians. You know, that's not good breakage. And when you have no metric for that and and the system becomes opaque and is designed on is, you know, inherently designed with a a bent towards self-preservation you know, see uh, Our Final Invention and uh, Computronium and the chess-playing robot that takes humanity into space on a war of conquest, Nekomata that kind of breakage is likely to result in the end of the species as we know it. Of course, AI already is the end of the species as we know it. And that's without uh, AI explosion. So, Atomic Heart, in Atomic Heart, you get into this facility, you you work for, like, the lead um, scientist in this facility, and you get in with somewhat of something of a bumpy transition uh, from the glorious, uh, really, just eye- eye-poppingly gorgeous um, world's fair exposition like atmosphere that surrounds your arrival in- including parades of robots and you talk to all these robots, lots of detail in this game, it's great but you start to realize like, with a cloying sense of oh, what could go fucking wrong here, right? oh, uh, there are robots everywhere I bet they're all gonna start attacking me at some point, and sure enough they do, and sure enough, there are other humans who are surviving in the middle of this robot orgy of destruction, other the Soviets have won the war but can they win the war against their own devices, and the robots in this game have evolved like they've they've been evolving themselves and so they have all sorts of weird capabilities, like there's these plant-like robots that have these vines that can like rip you in half not all the robots are really all that scary uh, they, they remind you of like the hollowness of Johnny Bots, do you remember Johnny Bots from uh, Alien Insurrection? I think you're becoming hysterical they're really funny until like they grab you by the throat and choke you out and kill you um, cause they're impossible to fight back against these robots, luckily you have a fire axe initially, um, and more upgrades and weapons and stuff, but the game is just, it's really immersive. And I mean, immersive in a very high polish kind of way. So far, someone, uh, actually friend of the show, Jeff Jeffy Y, sent me a link to an article on Kotaku that I have not yet read, because I wanted to really just not be prejudiced one way or the other, because like right now, it does not seem like this the, the the Soviet Socialist Republic people's dream of, you know, purely egalitarian you know, blah is working out so great for them so I'm I'm happy to reserve my political opinions and judgments and semiotic analysis, in fact of the game until I find out what the fuck they do with our character and stuff but it, it's, it's very interesting and very compelling and very um, smartly done to see uh, like a world a bizarre world that uses like 1960s technology in ways that you would just not not ever think <laughs> of being possible so it's like this big broad magical realistic fantasy of dystopian adventure first person uh, survival horror nightmare it's kind of like Westworld of the old east with old damn billy slater uh so check that out it's it is expensive it's 60 bucks sons of the forest is 30 but these two games i mean fuck you know blah between that and like i finally decided that undisputed is by far the greatest boxing game ever made um dwarf fortress continues pace, but realistically this week was stolen by sons of the forest and atomic heart he even eclipsed um the release of uh for my money, the release of uh, Company of Heroes three, which I looked at some video of, and I was like, "What? They want sixty bucks for this?" And then I so I went and looked at some of the reviews of it, and everyone is pissed at that game. So I'm you know I'm I'm content to let that lie, and I'm very happy to be able to play both of these games run great on Linux. Uh, um, Atomic Heart and Sons of the forest, which, oh my god, this is the forest. I can't wait to get, like, five hours as soon as I'm done with this. Just fucking blow my brains out. Building up a cabin for me and my my blind, deaf, best friend. We're we team A. We're team A. Also, I would be remiss if I did not mention that Octopath Traveler 2 came out today uh, so check that out. That came out February 24th. Yeah, so today. Oh, I'm sorry. I got our sequel date wrong. Uh, 2023. Oh, yeah, no, I got it right. Yeah. Oh two twenty four. Yeah. Anyway, that's our show for this week. Uh, next week, finally, I promise. Okay, I don't promise. But hopefully next week we will have our Bannerlord review fully ready. I've done some pretty some pretty big stuff in it now it's just a matter of finding the time in between this release schedule Is these two games, you don't want to miss them alright, cheers four or five times a good idea four or five times hi there there is delight in doing things right four or five times it is I, and Maybe farm. Cry. maybe I'll cry I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go, yada yada yo, the four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yada yada yi, four or five times. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. What oh, is this fucking ponderous, man? Ponderous, fucking ponderous.